0: you heard the rest now here's the best stay tuned sports podcast and hello there all you stay tuners welcome back to stay tuned sports This is officially our last episode of 2019. And what better way for you guys to spend it with me, your good friend Jimbo. Actually, I probably should have said it the other way around. Because it sounds like I'm kind of conceited or something like that. But no. uh, First first thing I want to say to you guys is thank you for helping us get bigger each year. Uh, This is going on three years now with Stay Tuned Sports. Next year is going to be so much better. We're going to have a lot more things to announce, probably within the first week or two of the year. Uh, but this is our MMA combat episode. Before we get started, head over to Twitter. Follow us there, STS Sports Podcast, as well as my personal one at Jimbo ST Sports. Like our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you guys uh, listen to. A couple of fight announcements that have came out this past week. Just getting right into it because I'm really excited about this actually, this first fight I'm uh, going to talk about. Haraya Hall versus Ronaldo Sueza. This sounds like it should be a good fight. Uh, Sueza is dropping back down to middleweight, obviously. He tried to. Switched it up and go up to light heavyweight. Lost by a close decision. But as far as this fight, you know, Haraya Hall is coming coming off of a two, uh, two-fight win streak going on here. Both guys are very talented. And supposedly, it's only verbally agreed. Jets, UFC hasn't officially announced it yet, but this is verbally agreed for the April 18th uh, card in Brooklyn. I can't see Sueza fighting much longer. I mean, he's 40 years old. He lost his last fight. I think he's actually on like a two or three fight lose streak uh, going right now. But both guys heavy-handed. And they're very talented. And Haraya Hall, who seems to have like this late resurgence in his career... I think if he if he could pull off a win here, you would have to think about putting his name back up there as a title contender, because he was close before he lost to Paulo Costa um a few fights ago. Now who do I think would win this one? I mean, I love Raya Hall. I always had, even when he's with the ultimate fighter. And I really thought coming out of The Ultimate Fire, like much of uh, all of us, I thought he was going to be champion within the first two years. Just took a little bit longer for him to put everything together. It seems like it's it's finally coming together. But, Swayze is no, no pushover. I could see an upset here by Jakar. And... Does he go out riding into the sunset with a a big win over Haraya Hall? And let's, let's play with the notion that that does happen. Where does Hall go from here? I mean, that's twice that he was real close to being a title contender and can't get over that hump. Now, he did change fight camps uh, a couple of fights ago but on the other side with Haraya Hall too this is going to be in Brooklyn and Haraya Hall is a New York native so he's going to have that home field advantage going for him too I just think Haraya Hall will pull this win out and we may see Jakar retire after this fight Because he has talked about it here and there. Now, last weekend, there was a UFC fight night, even though it came on at 5 o'clock in the morning. I did not get up for it. I don't get up that early on Saturdays. (laughs) I love my sleep. But when I did wake up, I jumped on Twitter and saw the highlights to the, the Frankie Edgar fight. I think honestly, it is it is time I think he starts thinking about the R word retirement because he just doesn't look like that Frankie Edgar. I know he's older, and Sung John isn't no pushover either. You know we saw this with uh, Haraya Faber a couple weeks ago with Peter Yan. Well, it didn't take Sung Jung long to dispatch him. 3 minutes, 18 seconds in the featherweight uh, main event. And I watched it. And here's the other kicker about this thing too is Frankie Edgar already had a fight in place with Corey Sanhagen uh, for the January 25th uh, fight. Now, before this Sung Jun fight they said if he he came out fine he'd still be on that card I can't see a commission giving him a fighting license with his face all swollen up cut up like it was after the the Sung Jun fight I just hope though if the fight gets cancelled or if I'm uh, Sanhagen I'm telling you I see listen you're paying me either way It's not my fault this kid or this guy Frankie Edgar decided to take two fights a month apart And on top of that Frankie Edgar was trying to get down to uh Sanhagen's weight class the uh, he was going to make his Benn weight debut Well, I mean, if you're all swollen and your hands are messed up or whatever, you're not going to be able to train. You're not going to be able to keep doing your weight cuts. So I really think this fight with uh, Sanhagen is not going to happen. And it's kind of a shame because Sanhagen was the one training this whole time, has to pay his coach, has to pay his training partners and all that. And now for the fight to be called off, possibly because Edgar got steamrolled by Sung Jun. Now, I also did see Sung Jun came out and was a little disappointed in the rankings that he did not get bumped up to number two, and Brian Ortega, who was his original opponent, is still number two. How can you get... Now, Brian Ortega had a pullout because of a partial tear to his ACL. So, Here's the Korean zombie who just ran through Frankie Edgar, who's a big name, called out for a title shot. And you're not going to put him as number two guy to be the number one contender. You still have Brian Ortega number two. So what are you going to try to rebook Ortega and uh, Korean Zombie—that's not fair. And this is what you know. I talked a little bit about last week. These UFC rankings are stupid, and I'm, I'm glad the Korean Zombie also said that. We have rankings for a reason, and it's not as a popularity contest. And that's all these are. I I just don't understand why. UFC have these rankings, they're not gonna use it the right way. Just come out and say, hey, Brian Tega is number two guy because he gives us more pay-per-view buys. Or he, he's more known in, in the US than over in Korea. You know, it's it's just ridiculous how the UFC goes about their matchmaking. I understand you gotta make money. But you can't make money by... You don't think you'll make money by giving Korean Zombie a a title shot? If you don't think he's going to pull in that much pay-per-views, you could still get four more fights on that card, like he did a couple weeks ago with the Amanda Nunez, uh, Max Holloway. You know, that was a hell of a card. Just don't understand why these guys won't do it. But we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, you know, being it is our last show of the year, end of actually the decade. I figured let's talk a little. Who's the female the decade of fighters and who's the men decade of the fighters? So we'll be right back after this quick break. What's up, everybody? This is your good friend Jibo from Stay Tuned Sports. Are you looking to get into writing or putting out podcasts to give your hot takes or your opinion about certain subjects of the major sports or even e-gaming? Well, head over to bellyupsports.com and send the guys a message to get some information about how you could join our family. I've been part of the Sports family since February, and I'll tell you what, it's a, a bunch of great guys and gals help each other all out. And don't judge each other about what we put out there. So if you're interested, head over to BaileyUpSports.com, send a message to the guys. We're looking for writers, editors, even podcasters. So again, that is BaileyUpSports.com. Head over there, message them, and even read some of our articles. And welcome back to Stay Tuned Sports, it's your good friend Jimbo here. Um, head over to Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as myself at Jimbo ST Sports. So before the break, I brought up that, you know, since the end of the year and all that lovely stuff, how about we talk a little bit about who we all think the females of the decade fighting wise and as well as the men could possibly be. starting with the women I mean first one you gotta bring up is Amanda Nunez you know she she's been so dominant that you have to put her in a class you know from for this decade she has a 15 and three record she has seven UFC title fight wins which is actually tied uh, tied for most among female fighters has defeated every former women's bantamweight champion. And here's some of the names. Misha Tate, which in my opinion, helped Ronda Rousey and uh Holly Holm bring women fighting to UFC. Because let's remember when before the Ronda Rousey came from Strike Force over to UFC Dana White was completely against women fighting in the UFC. And I think it was a pretty good move that he did because some of the fights are better and entertaining, more entertaining than some of the the male fights. So on top of Misha Tate beating her, she defeated Ronda Rousey to retain her belt. Which I believe that was Ron Rousey's last fight in UFC. Then she went, Amanda Nunez went on to defeat Valentina Shevchenko, which we see how nasty she is now. And then she basically beat the shit out of Chris Cyborg right out of the UFC. And Chris Cyborg, I believe, helped Gina Carano bring women to the MMA uh, mainstream when they were with Strikeforce. And I'll get to Chris Cyborg and Ronda in a second here. But, I mean, you just have to. I mean, you know, when we're always talking about pound-for-pound rankings, easily top three. I would even say the best. I mean, there you go. Just look at those... Those names there, how many times she's defended this belt in both classes, you know, she's a double champ. For everybody that wants to say John Jones, listen, he is a very talented fighter, maybe the the greatest that we have ever seen. And he has teased about going up to heavyweight next year. If he goes up to heavyweight next year and wins the belt decisively, then he does have the number one spot pound for pound on lock Daniel Cromier I would have said number one but he did lose the belt to Stipe Amanda Nunez hasn't lost her belt yet she's defended each time and it doesn't even look like there's anybody out there that's close to even trying to dethrone her so she's not my number one woman of the decade, but she's my number two, definitely. Then there's Ronda Rousey. You know, she she's twelve and two, and she is the one that helped bring women fighting, women MMA, to the UFC. Back at UFC 157, which she won, and then went on to win the the women's belt and was pretty dominant for a while there she actually had 12 wins by stoppage which we all knew about her arm bar the infamous arm bar 11 first round finishes and she was the first woman inducted into the ufc hall of fame when it comes to women fighters of the decade in the ufc I would have her as my number one. But she's actually my number three. Yes, she's the first one to ever bring in women MMA to UFC. But she did lose to Amanda Nunez. And and that's why I have Nunez number two. My number one pick is actually Chris Cyborg. She helped bring not only... Women MMA to the mainstream in strike force. She helped create a division in the UFC. Even though Amanda Nunez did beat her. She helped put women MMA on the planet. You know, in the mainstream. I mean, you, you have to think she's the number one person. And now she has a chance to go to Bellator and win a belt there, which she would have owned. Let's just say she wins the belt in Bellator. She, she would own the belt in Bellator. She owned the belts in Strike Force, UFC, and Invicta. That's four belts in four major promo, uh, promotions. She actually had a 13-fight on Beaten Streak throughout the whole decade until she fought. Amanda Nunez earlier this year. 11 of her 13 victories in that span were by KO uh, KO or TKO. So you, you have to think, you have to put her up there. And I'm curious to see who you guys think the number one female fighter of the decade really is. So maybe I will put a poll out and we'll revisit this conversation next week. I'll put those three names. Out of those three names, who do you guys think was the number one female fighter of the decade? As far as the men go, I mean, you have to you have to put Conor up there. Minus all his antics, he had the same thing. He had the, the win streak going on. He was the first double champ. He was able to compete in a boxing match. And even though he lost, he went, what was it, 10 out of 12 rounds with supposedly one of the greatest boxers ever to live. I mean, pay per view buys, he's the biggest pay per view attraction for UFC. Now, I just talked about John Jones. You have to put him up there. As, as much as I bash him for all his extracurricular activities outside the, the octagon, he was the youngest UFC champion to ever win a belt. He's just dominated fighters. Other than the Matt Hamill fight, he'd be undefeated. He would be the Floyd Mayweather of UFC. And then I would actually put Daniel Cromier up there. You know, again, he was another double champ with the light heavyweight and the heavyweight. Especially at his age. You know, he's what, 40? I think he's going to be 41 next year. Now, of those three, I would put Conor number one. John Jones number two, but Chromier number three, but close. So maybe I'll do two polls this week and see what fighter for female of the decade and what male fighter of the decade you guys think would be it. So no uh no pay-per-view cards, so I believe like two three weeks into January so I can't get my any fight picks so it's a little bit of a shorter show than than normal but that will be it for us or for me I want to wish everybody a happy and safe New Year's please if you're drinking uber at home don't try to drive home and from the stay tuned sports to all you guys Wish you a happy New Year's. Head over to Twitter. Follow the show at ST Sports Podcast, as well as myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Like our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's bigger things coming next year with the show, and hopefully, you guys will continue to follow us through this wonderful adventure. Till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.